Good morning, everybody. Folks, welcome back to Enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. Hello, how do you do? I guess we should say good afternoon. Yes. Have a good one. We're having a good one. The Turkey Boys are here. Ryan Ankner and Scott Sweeney. Hello. Also known as Tickles and Seeds. Ank is Tickles, I'm Seeds. Just to iron that out real quick. We don't need to delve further into that. We'll just <laughs> move along. I'm Seeds. <laughs> Moving along. We thought we'd do a little uh, Golden Globes follow-up. We spent a lot of time on last week's program, going over the nominees. We want to cruise through uh, what won? Yeah. 1917 surprisingly won Best Picture. Oh, which we're about to talk about as well. Yes. Seen it in a bit. I'm all jazzed up about it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the Golden Globes were, you know, they had some surprises. Pretty boring show overall with an outrageous amount of commercials. I watched the entirety of it because... uh, Did you really? Yeah. I respect that. You shouldn't. (laughs) Why not? Yeah, okay, I'm back in. Yeah. But uh, that one, Best Picture, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think, won Best Musical or Comedy. We predicted that one. Renee Zellweger won Best Actress for Judy, which we should have caught on for an impromptu review of Judy. He said he didn't like it. He didn't? No, um, which be, is not what we thought yeah, was going to happen. It'd be funnier if he liked it. And Joaquin won Best Actor. I think I called that. Aquafina won Best Actress in a Comedy, which made me feel sick. Taron Egerton won uh, Best Actor in a Comedy for Rocket Man. Sam Mendes won Best Director. Quentin Tarantino won Best Screenplay. What are you doing? What are you doing? And Parasite won foreign language film. We saw that kid. one coming too. Yes. Or I don't know. I might, have said, I might have said that would have taken it all, but yeah. I, I think that was oddly not nominated in the mm. other categories because it was a foreign language movie. I don't know. They have weird rules. Whatever. But yeah. How was, about Patricia Arquette accidentally hitting Joey King in the face with her Golden Globe? That was for Escape at Dannemora, right? No, that was for the act where she actually plays like her abusive mother. So it adds a fun wrinkle in that respect too. The act? How have I not? Did you see it? I shut it. It was on Hulu. It was uh, based on a true story where, uh, yeah, Patricia Arquette plays like the worst mother ever. Who was her like, getting up there talking about Trump for like ninety seconds? Yeah, while wearing like weird shades and looking all like I'm really rich. She looked very hippy dippy. Yeah, one would say. I am a little leery of watching the Oscars just because of how much Trump talk there will be. Last year they weren't really fully heated up yet. Mm. Now it's I think going to be worse than ever. Unless unless like CBS says we're not or ABC. One is it CBS? It's CBS. I don't even know. I can't remember now. Either I can't. It's ABC. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I don't know where that fucking drop is. I uh, I'm worried. It's just going to be like a nonstop. Everybody grandstanding. There wasn't too much Trump stuff at the Globes. I think because the fires in Australia have been going on, and I think a lot of people ah. went to that for like the, you know, like cr- know the crisis all, of the we're moment, all here and which is fair. But yeah, I mean, I guess we, sh- you know, it should be addressed. It's better than Ricky Gervais. better than me, believe me. Ricky Gervais is hateable, but he actually had a good bit in his opening monologue. It's like. 
you know, you're all the most privileged people in the world. Come up, get your award, and just don't do a whole thing. Like, let's just... But then people did anyways, obviously. But that was always going to happen. Are we in on Ricky Gervais? Mate. I still can't decide. I like the shows that he makes, but him as a person is very hard to get behind. Especially these days. He just kind of bores me. Yeah. He's always just like, can you believe I said that, mate? It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. (laughs) But the big, uh, the MVP of the Globes? Easily. Chet Hanks. I would say. Or Chet Hayes. For actually. for the folks who don't know at home, who is Chet Hanks or Chet Hayes? He is alias. the son of Tom Hanks. And the best son. I don't know where he's been hiding. We've had to deal with Colin Hanks all these years. It's like... You and I have been on the Ch- Chet Hayes, Chet Hanks bandwagon yes. for a while now. And I guess because Tom Hanks was nominated for... Or one was given. It's not a... You don't run or whatever, but... He was given the Cecil B. DeMille Award for uh, yes. excellence over the course of his career. So the whole fan dam came out. Rita Wilson, Colin Hanks, the whole team. Tom Hanks, and then, our, and then Black Sheep, Chet Hanks, who's... He's... Um, you can't use... You can't say what people used to call them anymore because it's, you know, it's an epithet with a W in front of it. But... Oh. He's a. Uh, he was speaking. He's in, culturally appropriating. Yeah, he was speaking on the regular in patois. People were calling it he, like doing a Jamaican <clears throat> voice on the red carpet. Really, just like making Which is a scene. Really embarrassing for him and the family. Yeah, and like it got picked up by CNN and all these other outlets, and he kept reposting it on his Instagram. I've been following him on Instagram for like five years. Mm, he's just, a good follow. Yeah, he just posts a lot of dumb stuff. I wish Tom Hanks would change his last name to Hayes. <laughs> In solidarity with his uh, imagine his how son. embarrassing it would be, and he's notoriously like he used to be kind of a like a drug addict, and then he got sober, and yeah. which you know same. I was but. watching him like was he must have been conceived while Tom Hanks was in character as Forrest Gump back in the day. <laughs> There's no other explanation. I'm saying he's dumb, folks. <laughs> Do you get it? <clears throat> oh, I got it. He got it. Um, is is he like me, Jenny? Is he speaking of? Uh, are we done with the globes, or is there more? No, that's basically it. Because oh, uh, it J- and Jason Momoa changed out of his tuxedo into just a tank top and was just sitting at his table in a tank top, is and I thought cool? that was funny. I missed that somehow. with his massive arms, like just basically showing off. I mean, I'd do the same thing just because I'd be too hot, most likely. I, I guarantee mm. it's really warm in there, and mm. he's just so free and chill that he. Stripped his coat off and my man. He's just hanging with his guns out. <laughs> Check out C well, on Apple. Store called. They're running out of you. No one else has. We got some other stuff. Uh, your boy Timmy Chalamet oh. is playing Bob Dylan in a biopic. I wrote that down too. All I can think yeah. about that. We- <laughs> what do you think of this? With the signs, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yes. It took me a second. I was going to say that we need one of these movies, these musician or band biopics to tank, mm. and then they'll stop making them. Because yeah. like Queen and or the Queen one and Rocket Man both did so well. Queen especially made a fortune, so they're like hot right now. They're making right. everyone they can think of. There's like 4,000 mu- mu- musicians left for yeah. them to do. <laughs> yeah. All I want to hear is Motley Crue. Timothy Chalamet, he has the Bob Dylan look. I can't imagine him pulling off the voice. 
especially the singing voice. No. They'll probably just like lip sync him or whatever they do. But it's going to be directed by James Mangold, who directed Walk the Line. So he has some uh, music biopic experience. He also did Ford v. Ferrari, one of Ank's favorites of recent it was okay. memory. I hate it more the more it's in my rear view. Mm. Forgettable? I'm a fan of mischief. <laughs> Sicko. <laughs> um, what else we got? There's going to be, speaking of award shows, there's no host at the Oscars again this year. How does that grab you? That just seems like a smart move. Like, when I was watching the Globes, Ricky Gervais does his monologue up top, but then once the show starts, they barely even come back to him ever. You don't need a host. Like, you have different celebrities present each category. Yeah, it's good. Somebody doing a monologue in the beginning, they can just replace that with, you know, some not funny sketch and then just roll right through i wish they would do that stuff still remember when billy crystal used to host he wasn't great but they would do like they put him inside every movie you know like with like CGI. oh yeah he'd be like oh i'm hanging out in like you know i can't think of a movie <laughs> but no you're was, in the right place yeah and yeah i agree with you that uh, billy crystal was good I, i'm not a huge billy crystal fan like he doesn't really do much for me yeah, but just like in gen- the host, they should have more fun. They just they don't do anything. They come out tell like four dudsy jokes and then disappear. It's like why'd you even do this? Could you? And I was laughing. Warner Brothers announced they signed a deal for an AI-driven management system, which will help decision making for greenlighting certain films. The AI system can assess an actor's value in any territory. And how much a film is expected to earn in theaters. So they're just doing like the South Park manatees <laughs> w- way of like creating content. But in real life, that's, that's where we're at currently. <sighs> it's pretty impressive. And uh, yeah, I was floored by that. I'm not floored. It, it makes sense. But it's just like, why don't you just maybe, I don't know. Give yeah. some people who know what they're doing the reins of all your dudsy franchises. Maybe they'll eke out a, a good one. Everything's messed up. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. What else you got? You got any I got a bunch news? of reviews. News-wise, I have a few more items. Oh, um, I got a bunch. I'll keep you on. Christian Bale's in talks to join Thor 4, which was uh, people... Getting all jazzed up about right, that. Right, because he's switching over from DC to Marvel. Like, that's like a big thing. Um, er, I didn't even think of that aspect yeah, of like, it. A lot of the articles I read were mentioning that. You were saying what kind of body transformation yeah, is I'm he sure, going like, to go through? Gonna, he's going to put on 7,000 pounds. I hope he gets machinist-level frail. And then he does fight scenes and <laughs> his arm comes out of the socket. Be powerful and poignant. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. We'll see if it's good. No, I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, good for you! <laughs> there it is. Um, That's just a Bong Joon Ho, Ho, who wrote and directed the hit movie Parasite, mm. is teaming up with Adam McKay to I saw that. turn Parasite into an HBO miniseries? Worried about it. I am too. Adam McKay will make it too cheeky. Yeah. I mean, Adam McKay just dips his mitts in everything, and it's like... <laughs> It's going to be like the politician meets 
the farewell or something like it's just gonna have like a like yeah. a, like a, a, a like a corny hue to it mm. I'm I mean, not, I don't really want to see it but I'll watch it he's doing good stuff on <clears throat> succession HBO TV wise but yeah Parasite was too popular not to get a remake but it's like just watch the normal one it's worth the subtitles yeah. just we don't uh, we don't need a miniseries no come on uh, friend of the show, uh, Justin Bieber, is revealing that he was diagnosed with Lyme disease a few months ago. Wow. Which is heavy. Wow. I've never cared less about anything no? in my life. <laughs> Your heart doesn't go out to him? I mean, he'll be fine. Lyme disease. Sounds delicious. They should give that a more serious name. And then I could maybe take it more seriously. I think that, I what, don't know. It's almost like celebrity, Lyme disease, I think is like a tick bites you. Yeah. And it, it's an autoimmune. It's actually kind of a pain in the ass. I think it makes you, it's almost like a, like a mono kind of thing, but mm. it can affect your skin and like your energy levels. It just sucks on Shit, all levels. Those are both very important to Biebs. He needs both of those. Yeah, he does. At a 10. What I'm wondering is, where was he that that happened? Like, was he just mucking around in the woods or? Mm. <sighs> um, I noticed that Jonah Hill called Ari, Ari Aster's Midsommar the movie of the year. Um, er. Which I'm kind of in agreement with, at least for it's one of the movies of the year. Actually, I think that hits prime in a couple days. I'm, I'm looking forward to giving it a rewatch. See how it uh, lands for Scotty Boy. Yeah, I've only watched it once. I'll throw that on again. I have it in my iTunes. And I hope they put up that, like, three-hour director's cut. I would watch that version, because people say that's Ooh. good. Do I have that on iTunes? I don't know. Do you? Perhaps. I have, maybe that's the one I watched, and I didn't even notice that it was three hours, because it was so interesting. Mm. Florence Pugh, friend of the show. Pew, pew. Do you suck dick? I, um... Also... Speaking of extended cuts, too, this please. is actually the, the four-hour extended cut of once upon a time in hollywood that tarantino keeps talking about is it what are you is doing? actually going to come out what are you doing Do i made care? it four hours i mean i'll give it a watch yeah. I, I still want to your friendship with me for five minutes i want to see that again also it's uh scotty rewatch yeah once upon a time i did rewatch it when it first came to itunes because i pre-ordered it the day i saw it in the theater mm. or the day we saw it in the theater i should say and uh it holds up it gets better with the second watch. Yeah, a lot of people never watch movies again. I love rewatching stuff. Yeah, that I don't understand. It's, stuff lands for me like totally different sometimes. It's it's a lot of fun rewatching something too because you you catch all the stuff. Maybe you went to like I'll probably go to the bathroom during 1917 because I have a child bladder, mm. and you know you catch the stuff you missed and also you catch the stuff you missed while you're watching it because there's always going to be something you don't see. Mm. I'm in. I've been thinking about that Chris Rock Saw movie. Where is that? We need it. Is, yeah. is, is it going to be in the fall? I was wondering, like, did I, I just, need it now? Did I just dream that story up, or is that actually like still coming down the pipe? I think of that. And also, you got a a new tattoo. I did recently. It's on my pri- uh, private Instagram. <laughs> I guess I could put it. Oh, you thought I was going to say like it's on yeah. my private parts? Yeah, like, that's funny. I ain't got a DI tattoo. Yes, it did. Now, it's a tattoo of the character Marcellus Wallace, played by Ving Rhames. Mm. Um, 
on my quadricep, like on my thigh. Yes. And it's, you have Ving Rhames tattooed on you now. Yes, I do. And <laughs> if you want to check it out, I'll put it on the Enough Instagram as well. Yeah. But you should just follow my uh, my private account. When you saw which that, which is at Ankner. Or when you sent that, I was so immediately jealous. I was like, I, I want a Ving Rhames tattoo. <laughs> Fuck. I was floored. If Butch goes to Indochina, I want to. You want to what? I want to cut Jihadin in a bowl of rice. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, Pulp Fiction has been my favorite movie since I've been into movies, and mm. I don't know. I thought I've I've wrestled with the idea of a Pulp Fiction tattoo, and I I didn't I can't I couldn't get my head around having John Travolta on my body, <laughs> given he's done like <laughs> a dozen turkeys in the last six months. That's a good call. And Uma Although Thurman's, Gotti would be a dope tattoo. If anything, I'd just get a Gotti tattoo. Yeah, it says Gotti on the bottom, and it's him on the like the cover of Gotti on my body. Directed by Kevin Connolly, tattooed on you. Good. Um, what else? But yeah, and you know, later on, if you want to like get a fedora put on, there's room for it. Yeah. If you want to like turn it true. into his Mission Impossible character, make it a fun nice show. crossover. Yes, he's in. Do you have more news? Yeah, I saw Steven Soderbergh released a list of every single thing that he watched in 2019, which I guess he does every year. How did he remember? I guess he just keeps tally, like, you know, just writes it down in a little notebook. But uh, I love seeing what other people watch. Is it a good list? Looking through their collections. This is great. My man watches Smilf, which I feel like he'd love this show, like the things he's watching. He watches High Maintenance, a show that I enjoy a lot. Mindhunter, Big Lebowski, Pen15, Shrill, like weird Hulu shows that nobody but us watched. Bunch of Woody Allen movies. And also he watches a lot of trash. You know Does that he sh- really? You know that show Below Deck? That's no, a- I don't. <laughs> it's about like, it's a reality show about people who work on some sort of cruise ship. It's one of those like, Bravo little shows that could that people are like crazy into I guess mm. and he cruised through like two seasons of that it looked like it was what a sicko yeah it's good to hear that somebody who's rather talented and important in Hollywood actually will cruise through garbage like that just because yeah. it may like we have a segment coming up about The Bachelor <laughs> so you know Howard Stern watches The Bachelor but I'm, I guarantee <laughs> there aren't many people of note in Hollywood that are settling in to watch Pilot Pete be a tool on ABC yeah yeah I like yeah he's watching he watches everything it's cool like he's a big time Hollywood director he's you know has the same like viewing habits as us it's it awesome actually worse or you know more childish whatever you want to say but uh yeah maybe a little trailer talk it's been some a lot of trailers released this past week i don't know if you saw the one uh there's a new show devs on fx from alex garland i don't watch fx because their fx now streaming service is a fucking nightmare guess what they're changing it i learned in this they're making it worse well no it's a new thing because they build this show as an fx on hulu exclusive i guess that's a thing now oh, god so i guess you're going to be able to get all of fx's stuff on hulu i like still don't understand of. what's happening with all these streaming services yeah, like what's hbo max they're all losing their Someone mind explain it to me they're all just like quick like race it out get it out just put it somewhere i can't do it yeah i can't yeah. take it anymore 
But the show Devs looks cool. It's got right. uh, Nick Offerman. Looks very like cool and futuristic. Like I'll Ex watch Machina. literally anything. Yeah. <laughs> He's in. I looked at you very seriously there. Yeah, almost too seriously. <laughs> looked I, I into my it. soul and I, I, I was like, it. I was like, I know. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm gonna take it in. And also, Better Call Saul season five starts in about a month. They put out a new trailer that looks very oh strong. yeah, uh, Atlanta seasons three and four are both getting released next year too. Speaking of FX, yes, da- Donald Glover's uh, show about Atlanta, the city Atlanta, and you know his. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe I don't like it. It's sound, good. I don't like the sound of two seasons at once. Yeah, what is that? It's never like when they do two movies at once with like Pirates of the Caribbean or Matrix. They're always like weird. You can't do all that at once. No. You gotta. What I was one wondering. One thing at a time. Do you think it's like a Lakeith Stanfield holdout because he was kind of a nobody when they started making those movies, and now he's sort of in every movie ever made, and he wanted more of a salary, or is it's, Donald Glover his friend? Or? I think I think it's probably more of a Donald Glover holdout. Right, because he's, he's doing, bigger than everything right now. Yeah. Although, I don't know. It does seem like that show's already been gone for, like, a while. And now it's going to be another year. But yeah, Better Call Saul was... I have a feeling this is going to be, like, the surprise final season. Because it's season five. If it goes season six, it will have gone longer than Breaking Bad. Which would be kind of weird. Like, <laughs> a spinoff going longer than the original show just seems kind of odd. It's a little out there. I, I love I've Better never Call really Saul. been able to get behind it, Better Call Saul. I'll acknowledge that I get why people like it. It's just never really been my thing. Yeah. It's different than Breaking Bad, but if you liked Breaking Bad, give it a go if you never have. Mm. I think it's uh, it's great. What do you have for shots this week? You got any good ones? Shots. I got a bunch of shots. I have, I have an obit that we discussed, and I have five shots. <laughs> yeah, I think I have like five shots too. Let's, rifle, let's do a speed round. I'm you do co- your five, and then I'll do mine. Okay. The uh, Lincoln Rhyme, a new NBC show. Oof. Actually, it's called Lincoln Rhyme, The Hunt for the Bone Collector. Oh, Ooh. God. And they're getting desperate with these movies. Did you tune in live on shows. NBC, or did you on demand? I just watched on Hulu. Okay. I put it on just to shut it. I knew it was going to be terrible. But, like, they're like, oh, let's make a show about the Bone Collector. Maybe someone will remember that Denzel Washington movie from, like, 23 years ago and be like, ooh, this is a show. Like, remember all these, the movies turned into shows craze? It's still kind of going on. It's still happening. But, like, there was a Taken prequel series. That, <laughs> I don't know. All these shows are terrible. I also shut off Detective Pikachu, which is new to HBO. People said, this was surprisingly good. It's like, you don't even need to know Pokemon. This is just like a good movie. And they're wrong. I yeah, d- I don't think so. Didn't like it at all. It stars enemy of the show Ryan Reynolds getting some more voice work as Pikachu. I've never seen a voice not match an animated performance as much as his voice doesn't match Pikachu in this movie. It stinks, and I don't like it. Yes. And I turned it off after like 20 minutes. Like couldn't handle it it was not good and i shut zoe's extraordinary playlist a new nbc show Oof. with jane levy who i'm a big fan of she's a a babe with chops she was in that evil dead remake and don't breathe you know who i'm talking i about. do yeah she always looks like kind of tired but in a spicy way <laughs> she's a. this is a show she has like she goes to the doctor and gets diagnosed with this thing and it turns everything into a musical like everyone she talks to starts singing 
And I feel like they've done that before. I feel like this has been a show before. And I don't know. I, It's fine, but it's not for me. Take a stand together. And also it's called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which reminded me Nick of Nick. Nick Nora's Infinite yeah. Playlist. Yeah. I was like, is this part of the Playlist universe? A movie we can also do without. Yes. And that's all my shots. That's all your shots? Yeah. I got it. Uh, I shut off the, speaking of movies into TV shows, I guess this is a book into a movie into a TV show, is Dracula with Place Bang. Is that how you say it? I feel like they try every single On year Netflix. to give Dracula another go. They're just yeah, like, let's, let's try it again. It's the guy from The Affair who's in like the last season who's the the famous guy who swoops in and steals Noah's wife I don't know I didn't For know. my affair fans let's let's get a little side thread going reach out to me at Ankner on Instagram um I so I shut that off on Netflix then I shut off Daybreak which is also on Netflix it's like a teenage kid who like there's some sort of apocalypse Oh yeah I shut that But like just ago. kids survived so if you're above 18 you're dead so it's like all the the teens are yeah. ruling the world. That main kid was very annoying. Very annoying. And he's like, like, this is what it's like living around here. Yeah. And he's just doing the talk to the camera, like, yeah. ugh. I driving around in a Ferrari, like, that wouldn't run out of gas in 10 <laughs> minutes and you'd just be stranded getting eaten alive. Yeah. I think he literally says something along the lines of, like, man, <clears throat> the apocalypse is not lit. Oh. He said something like that that I was just like, I can picture some 40-year-old guy writing that line, too. Like, this is just how kids talk. It's perfect. Should I add an AF? Nah, it's fine. I shut off Inception. Ooh. The Christopher Nolan turkey. Great movie. That's not a turkey. sure is. It sucks, and it makes no sense. It makes too much sense. They spend the whole movie explaining it. They over-explain it. It stinks. I hated it. I saw it in the theater with my dad. We both got too confused. I never watched it again. And they noticed they just put it up on Netflix. And the guys on Rewatchables were talking about Dunkirk with Quentin Tarantino, which Mm. is another podcast, The Rewatchables. What are you doing? Uh, What are you doing? What are you doing? And Tarantino was saying how... He his favorite Tarantino's favorite Nol- Christopher Nolan movies in order are um, Dunkirk is number one, mm. then Batman Begins, and then he said Dark Knight. But or he said those are his best. But he prefers in um, the Prestige, the Prestige to Dark Knight. I like the Prestige. But he also an honorable mention for Inception about how that was like potentially Christopher Nolan's Apex Mountain or something. And I just. To me, I was like, you know what? Maybe I misread this movie. I put it on in like two minutes. I was out again. Mm. I like it. I hated it. Um, I shut off Sweet Virginia with John Barenthal, friend of the show. <sighs> Sweet Virginia. That was also on I feel like Netflix. I shut that. Yeah. And then I shut off uh, on Hulu a movie called All Right Now with that Canadian girl from How I Met Your Mother as like a rock star who like mm. quits her band and has to start her life over or something. I don't know. Sounds- it was. It was stupid, and it was a lot. It was, it was almost in that uh, Spinal Tap mockumentary style in the beginning. Mm. Like everybody's trying to reinvent the wheel with that because it was, you know, a concept that worked twenty years ago, and it just yeah, bad bad yeah. mockumentaries are very upsetting. I don't even like. Great, I don't even like great. a good one. Ooh. There's no mockumentary that I enjoy. Everybody always talks about Best in Show, and I don't like Christopher Guest movies. Typically, doesn't do it for me. I like some of them. He's spotty. Um, and that's it for me, shots wise. And we're back. Wow. Just like that. 
Wow. The Turkey Boys just went to war and back, folks. We took a break and saw 1917. Mm. The new Sam Mendes film. What a picture. Yeah, it was good. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, like, you know, like I said, I liked the fact that it was two hours. Yes. I, I, it very easily could have been like every other war movie and been two hours and 40 minutes and yeah. bored the shit out of me in the third act. Mm. And it didn't. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, this is about World War One. I. I feel like most movies go for World War Two. That's like the hotter war to make a movie about. And uh, there's been a lot of talk about war in the news these days, so we thought we'd get some escapist cinema and go see uh, a nice war movie for the fans. But yeah, I, I really like this movie. They filmed it in a way... What'd you like about it? <laughs> classic. <coughs> They filmed it in this way where it makes it look like it's all one take. And it was nice to see a movie where you're like, wow, how did they do that? I hadn't thought that watching a movie in a long time. But watching this, there were several times where I'm like, they're like following someone who's like, you know, going down a river and then like he's climbing up this hill. It's like, how do you, how did they manage to do this with the camera? It's, it's a very impressive movie. Yeah, I um strong long takes. I liked the score. It was, you know, yes. easily kept you very in, engaged. Uh it had that heartbeat thing going on, which mm. was int- intense. Um That's the thing a lot of scores do these yeah. days. It it's kind of a cheap move if you ask me. It's like I like it, it. Yeah, it works, but it's just like the guy who composed it, it's like his job's easy. He's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll just do a dun 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 dun. Like, the two, somewhat musically. The two main guys, Dean Charles Chapman and George McKay, are basically two relative unknowns. They had a couple of big names, Colin Firth and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Andrew Scott. All three of them were kind of, you know. Mark Strong had a little pop by. Oh, right, at the end. I, yeah, like, you know, barely even in it. The two main guys are, are people I had barely even seen before. They were good, though. Yeah. They're both really good. Um, Yeah, I, I hate to use the word triumph. Or triumphant, <laughs> like Cod did earlier, but I, I, I think that's on par. I feel like Cod only liked this because Colin Firth is in it, and he gives something of a king. Yeah, he's speech. got a hard on for uh, Colin Firth. It's true. The speech. Yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna give it one bag of popcorn, um, one half-eaten bag of popcorn, which is a good rating from me. Well, what are you gonna give it? I might. My gut's telling me it's an eight out of ten. Mm, so two saludes. Oh. Yeah, and, like, they get you right into it. There's no, not a lot of filler. Like, the movie starts, they give these guys this mission, and off you go. It's yeah. quite, quite a journey. The, uh, I'm, like, thinking spoiler-wise. War movies don't even, like, have spoilers. They're beyond spoilers. Right, Pe- everybody knows the story. People die. Otherwise, they wouldn't make a movie about it in a, a war setting. But yeah, like, the gimmick of the long shot, it didn't get old for me. I thought it was, like, an interesting no, way cool. to tell that story. <clears throat> You'd think it would, uh, you know, be hacky and call attention to itself, but it was uh, very well done. Yeah. Good work from Sam Mendes. Yes, um, yes, yes. I had a big laugh when they revealed Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. I wasn't expecting him. He was um, good. He had a mustache. I noticed Andrew Scott was a little more British than he is in Fleabag. Did you notice that? Yeah, it was he like was. he was turning up the Brit. Yeah. 
They which probably, is fine. For those of you who don't know, he's the he's the hot priest on Fleabag. If you've ever watched the second season, mm. he was good. In his yeah, he scene. was good. He's good in most things. That was the cool part. Yeah, like there were some recognizable faces who popped by for like a scene. It was like their movie for a minute or two. Mm. Are you a Cumberbitch? No, I don't really wow. like him. That's why I laughed. I find him silly. Yeah, he's he's someone who's. I don't know. He doesn't pick the right movies. No. He's in Marvel movies and like boring, weird stuff that no one has seen. Yeah, he's kind of like a one for me, one for me uh, type actor rather mm. than. I mean, I guess he did the Marvel movies, but still. It seems to me like he's making certain choices on purpose. Yeah. I don't know. And this, this doesn't like give it away because it's kind of in the trailer. There's a scene where they're just walking along and they see some planes <clears throat> flying in the sky. They're like, oh, is that our guys? Who's winning the battle? They're, like, joking about it. And then one of the planes gets shot down, and, like, slowly but surely, it, like, starts to head towards them. And then this whole other crazy sequence starts. It was great. It was, was the best, a- like, scene in a movie I've seen in a long time. Good flick. Yes. Go see it. Um, I, I wouldn't watch it at home. It's one of those movies that I would get to the theater for. Had I watched it at home, I wouldn't have liked it as much. Yeah, great which is what happened movie. to me with Dun- Dunkirk. I waited till it came out on iTunes, and it was just like, yeah, that was good. Invite your dad to this one. It's he'll, a dad movie, he'll yeah. Love it. Uh, he, I already told him to go see. He's down in Florida. He's all in. Yeah. I'm going to tell my dad. <sighs> Dads across America unite. <laughs> yes. That's enough about that movie, though. Let's say... Yeah, what, what, what else did you see? I have a few. Did you get in How High too? That's a high priority flick. <laughs> I, I meant to watch it. It's I fucking awful. I just would be funny if we both saw it. Yeah, let's, I watched we, Book Smart, hmm. Well Groomed, which is a, a documentary on HBO about competitive uh, dog, creative dog grooming. I think it's you mentioned this last. Super episode. weird. Yeah. And then The Grudge. What'd you think of Booksmart, by the way? It was fine. Female, super bad. Yeah, I'm like a secret Jason Sudeikis fan, so him popping by was funny. I found a lot of it unrealistic. It has legitimately the same opening and end scene as Superbad. Yeah, like, it's, she it's, drives to her house, and they do like a fun thing that lets you know how close they are. And yeah, the end scene is them like, they have to leave each other, and it's like a whole bit because, yeah. It's the I, same... Formula and it's Jonah Hill's sister Beanie Feldstein, yeah. and it's essentially just super bad, but in 2020 yeah. or 19, yeah, whenever like they made it. Bad. But right, they're saying a lot of buzzwords in terms of you know being politically correct, and it just sort of grossed me out. Yeah, in that and it's sense. about them like wanting to party. It's not about them looking for booze, but you know it's the same gist. Same thing. Yeah, I had the. I, it gave me that same. How long is this night? feeling that yeah. Superbad gave me like even though it's only a 90 minute movie the way it sprawls through different scenes and parties yeah. it makes you feel like you know like nobody goes to four or five parties in one night mm. I've maybe gone to two parties in one night once in my entire life and it was like on a college campus yeah I think Days to Confused does a good job of that that seems like one day it's right. not like over the top with Probably how much because stuff they do Richard Linkletter is just a little bit more talented than Olivia Wilde <laughs> Olivia Wilde should stick to Sorry. sending dirty text messages to Richard Jewell um, that wasn't Olivia Wilde it was Olivia Munn but the joke is still there folks the guts of it Jewel. are there Jewel wait no it was her in Richard no. Jewell 
No, I'm saying the dirty text message thing was Olivia Munn oh, texting okay. some okay. athlete about how she was going to sit on his face or something. And it was Ooh. like really inappropriate and embarrassing. Spicy. And her text messages got hacked. It was a whole thing. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, but it, it bit everything Superbad did. Yeah. It, but watered it down a little bit and made it woke. And that being said, it is watchable. And like, I didn't it hate it. Yeah, I thought it was parts. fine. Yeah. The dramatic gay guys were funny. Yeah. I liked them doing a murder mystery party <laughs> instead of a conventional high school graduation yeah. party. I actually really like, the, you know, the, the wacky side girl who, like, she falls off the boat. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. I don't know. Her, I can't remember her name. But hmm. she's really good. Especially yeah. in that, I liked the the kid, the kid from um, the Righteous Gemstones was funny too. He's great with the with the you know. Like, <laughs> he's great as like a nerd with a heart of gold. Well, the funny part is, is there's a scene where he's having a yacht party with mm. like a DJ and past apps and like champagne and like a great setup on this hundred foot yacht, and no one deal. shows up. Yeah, that's unfathomably unrealistic. And, she, and Beanie Feldstein's giving him a lecture about how he can't buy people's affection. And in my mind, um, he says it too, where he's like, my parents did yeah. it. I, you know, why not? And Especially it's like, yeah, high school-wise. Like, people right. would show up to that. People this. would show up to that. Yeah. That's a, an awesome party. They'd be like, let's leave this stupid murder mystery party and go get all the free... Yeah, like a bunch of free stuff. Yeah. He was giving away iPads and gift bags. Like People would come out for that. Yeah. I don't care who threw it. People In high school, people would go to a party at anyone's house. Mm. Having, a, <laughs> having a party and getting everybody to show up doesn't mean you're cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's everyone just would show place up and to be. make it awful and right. like ruin it. And break the boat and it would yeah. be a whole thing and there'd be puke everywhere. I'm, I am I lived this because I we used to have parties on my dad's boat and it got ruined every single time <laughs> to the point where I was banned from the yacht club. I and that's the whitest that. thing I've ever said. <laughs> it was my it was my fault. I uh, There was a gentleman who was going fishing early in the morning and he politely oh. asked me to turn the music down and I was rude. And for that, I apologize, sir. I don't remember you at all, but this is what I was told happened. And it was my drinking days and mm. I no longer drink. I'm a grown man now and I'd like to apologize. He's back. That's enough about Booksmart. Um, didn't you also see The Grudge? I did. Lucy and I went to see it in the theater and it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Wow. I thought it was okay. Jeez. I thought it was all right. Okay. Which is, you know. What are you giving the grudge out of 10? I'm going to give the grudge um, two high fives. Two high fives? Mm-hmm. Out of how many high fives? Uh, six. Oh, interesting. So it's, I guess you could call that a 33%. The, uh, you referred to it as the dudge, which I enjoyed a lot. I did. I just want to sneak that in. I didn't I know did. if you were going to say it. I wasn't. I forgot. Um, also, when I told Brian, friend of the show, that you were seeing that, he was he told me he appreciated that the Turkey Boys are living up to their name, <laughs> seeing movies like that in the theater. It's real bad. Yeah. Uh, Demian Bashi, whatever the hell his Demian name is. Demian Bashir? Demian from Weeds. Mm. He's in it, and he's just ripping down cigarettes, just just tearing heaters the whole movie. And he's a really bad C, as Ooh. we call it. He just doesn't look like a real smoker. That'll bring your movie down a whole letter oh, grade yeah. if that, you've got unrealistic that, smoking. That ugly older woman from the Farrelly Brothers movies is in it, and she She's chops good. her own fingers off. Ooh, spoiler. I'm confused because it's supposed to be 2004, and everybody's driving, like, shitty 80s cars. What? This grudge takes place. Yes. Oh, so 
It's they're, a they're near remaking pa- the grudge. They couldn't even bring it into this Correct. year. They're just like, oh, we'll just set it. There. They just kept it in the existing universe. That they is... did it. It's about as lazy, formulaic, going through the motions PG thirteen horror movie. And actually, it's rated R, but it, I don't know why it's rated R. That's, I'll say that. That's shocking. Hearing that, John Cho. Uh, really, oh. I wrote down that he was really showing his range, which I can't remember if I was being facetious or not. John Cho. Oh. <laughs> There was pouring rain in almost every scene, which is pretty much the biggest horror movie trope known to man. Yeah, that's act. And it's just like, it doesn't rain this much anywhere. Yeah. Just days and days and days of rain. We get it. It's Things aren't going good. Yeah, I wrote, the movie just completely went through the motions. I didn't really know what the grudge was. Like, mm. is the grudge a thing? Is the grudge some sort of a curse? I think that it is. The grudge, I wrote down, is the grudge just everywhere? Um, the the female detective What's the deal detectives the, the female detective walking down the hallway of a mental patient's oh yeah she's in uh I guess a mental hospital going down the hallway and it's just like totally biting Silence of the Lambs Ooh. but horribly I love when an awful movie like rips off a classic and you're just like oh my god. John Cho was possessed. Shameless. And then this is a big spoiler, so cover your ears if you don't want to hear it. But I'm all ears. Um, John Cho gets possessed by the grudge oh and murders goodness. his pregnant wife. Oh, goodness. And with that, I would say they should have actually called this movie The Trope. Hmm. It was, like I said, extremely formulaic. I don't remember people getting possessed by the grudge in the old one. That must be a new wrinkle. That Maybe I misunderstood. I, I really wasn't. I was on autopilot for most of this movie. That stupid creature just uh, going. Uh, good grudge synchronicity there. Yeah, yeah. 3D. Oh, it appears I'm watching The Getaway. The Getaway. On Amazon Prime. Let me sneak in a couple of mine real quick. What else you, what'd you watch? I watched Eyes Wide Shut. Great flick. I had never seen before. Great flick. It's on Netflix right now if anyone wants to check it out. I don't understand why you never watched that. It's a, I know, it's that a was, Kubrick classic. Yeah. The last movie he made before he died. A little slow, but very well made. Really cool looking. And interesting throughout. Nicole Kidman is great in it. She's. Uh, I believe she's nude. Yeah, she appears Got in that going for you. various forms of undress throughout the film, and it's much appreciated. Mm. Cruise, solid as always. We're big Cruise Friends guys here. the show, here. Tom Cruise. I had such a laugh at... There's a scene where Tom Cruise goes to a prostitute, and he very plainly asks her, what do you recommend? And I thought that was like the best Fair bit. question. Yeah. Just asking a prostitute, like, hmm, what do you... What should I get? Like, she's a waitress telling you what the, the best dish is. It floored me. But, yeah, I enjoyed it. Didn't shut it. Eyes wide open. I also watched Unstoppable. The to- Speaking of uh, Kubrick's last movie, this is Tony Scott's last movie. Scotty Swan song, without even meaning to over here. But uh, I watched this because they did an episode of The Rewatchables, guest starring Quentin Tarantino on this movie, so I figured I should finally watch it. I'd written it off years ago as that stupid train movie, which it kind of is, but it's fine. It's uh, You are not, notably not a Denzel guy either. I want to point that out. Yeah, but he was fine in this. He was very much just being Denzel, but it worked in this movie. Him and Chris Pine were kind of a fun duo. You liked it. Yeah, I dug it. 
I haven't seen it in years. I think I watched. I might have seen that in the theater. When did that come out? Late nineties. No, like late. Like 2010, 2009. You know what it is? We had a DVD of that at my parents' house Ooh. years ago. But yeah, it's like unmistakably a Tony Scott movie. Like the, everything's Just neon cuts and, and bright yeah, colors like and shaky. Really, really all over the place. But yeah, it was good. Denzel's daughters work at Hooters. And like him and Chris Pine have a laugh about it. He's like, don't, don't say anything. Chris Pine's just like, hey, I'm a fan. It was. I like Chris Pine, actually. I feel like he's the guy. He gets good work. Mm. And he's in a lot of decent stuff, but he's had a few big bombs, and he's—I don't know. I feel like nobody gives gives a shit about the Star Trek movies anymore. I think they're done making those, right? I think. What does he even have on the horizon? I can't remember. I don't know, but yeah, he does have chops. Hell or High Water was probably the best movie, one of the best movies in the last five years. Remember him in Smoke and Aces? Sure do. As like the wild guy, mm-hmm. like he's a good actor. They should. Cast him as like a crazy guy or yeah. a villain in something. He has more range than they give him credit for. He, I, I guess he made his way into Wonder Woman. Yes. That's something I forgot to mention. He's, that's a good he's charming role. in that. Yeah. Um, Even though they killed him off in the first one, he's back in the new one. Because it's in the past. Well, no. But the the first one was even further in the past. Okay. It's, I'm sure they'll have some stupid some reason for it. Some ghost thing. Yeah. yeah. He was in the Wet Hot American Summer TV show. Which yeah, he's had a lot of... Great. Unstoppable was 2010. But yes. he, he really hasn't done much that anybody's going to notice. Except mm. for the 2009 Star Trek. I guess he which pops I, up in Horrible Bosses 2, which I suppose people saw. I and then there's the Star Trek in 2016. Yeah. There were, there were the three end. of those. One was he of in all three? Good. Yeah. Okay. One of those was decent. Yeah, I mean, the he's, third one was okay. he's consistently worked since he started acting, so that's fine. I just wish, for me, it's like Tom Hardy gets a lot of roles that I think he'd be better in, where you'd actually be able to understand the things Speaking that he which, says. Tom Hardy and Chris Pine were in This Means War together, an all-timer turkey. That was sort of what I was thinking about. They're kind of the same guy. I think that's why they play off of each other. Mm. And I don't know. Yeah, they canceled each other out. So yeah, Unstoppable. I may rewatch that myself. Where is it? It's on, uh, what did I watch it on? I think it's on Cinemax. Okay. I think I watched that through the Turkey Boys Team Prime. Oh, If not, I'll I'll find out later. Yeah, and I watched Booksmart on Hulu, if you want to catch up. I think there's a little bit of buzz around it in terms of awards. Ooh. Right? I know they got got a Golden Globe. For which one? For Beanie or the other girl? I don't think. They got nominated for much of anything. Olivia? I think it was a snub. snub. A possible snub fest. Alright. Uh, what else do you watch? Um, you want to just jump right into Bachelor? I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about The Bachelor. Yeah, let's get into Bachelor. I, knew, I don't think... I knew you were going to be psyched for it. I probably have a couple more, but I can't remember. Longtime fans of the program might remember we watched The Bachelorette in the early days of uh, the Enough podcast. And uh, now we're watching The Bachelor, which is more fun because there's more babes on more this More babes. Version. We're in it for the babes, folks. Batch. It's the stupidest fucking show ever created. Oh, yeah. It's absolute and garbage. And I hate every second of it. But Actually, I, also, I don't... I also love it. I don't know if I have all season in me, but I'm having you fun. You sure do. I'm having fun for now. We're going to... You're going to love it. We're going to see how You're going to love out. it. Um, can we say how much we dislike Pilot Pete? Pilot right out of the Pete gate. Is, he stinks. Yeah, he's a dud. Fucking wiener. I hate how everyone's so wowed and going on and on about how he's a pilot. 
<laughs> like being a pilot is cool, I guess, but it's yeah. not a personality trait. Yeah, it's like all he's got. Everyone's just everything they do is like a pilot themed thing. Everyone's going on and on. I could be a pilot if I want to. You think? Yeah. There's a lot of requirements. <laughs> Fuck. Maybe I can't. Your be a eyes. Pilot. Fuck. I think that's a thing. I think you can't have bad eyes. I'm a stone temple pilot. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Do you like that me giving you nothing yeah, on that? I looked to you and just saw just um, a, a void. Yeah, the awful stunts that all the ladies pull. This was the first episode, so it's it's a three hour premiere. We watch it on Hulu, so we shave off about fifty minutes of commercials, which is insane that people actually consume that content. Yeah. Anyone who watches this live, I sal- I guess I salute you because that's fucked. Yeah. Yeah, if I was watching it live during the commercials, I'd like come to my senses and be like, wait, right. wait a second, what am I doing with my life? This? I wouldn't be able to come back from that. But yeah, meeting the babes is so awkward. They all like roll out of the limo with a big like pilot-themed bit. And, you know, one strolled up and was like, hi, I'd like to join the Mile High Club. <laughs> Get it? Someone else was like, there's a, a big package at the entrance of TSA. Like, they were just shoehorning in. Like, anything. I hated all the the one girl who came in on a little toy plane. Yeah, her too. They, and then one girl had an emotional support cow. I referred to that as the, the whole opening sequence is the vocal fry Olympics. Hi. Every single girl just like... Yeah. Hi, um, hey, Pete. hi, Peter. Hello, Just idiot voice. Pilots are so cool. Um, yeah, every girl comes off as like a completely insane slut I re- on this show. Yeah, it's and they're like, not. I bet they're not though. They're just the smoke no. and mirrors bullshit. And yeah, if like, you really put them to task, they would say you're gonna have to wait for that. There's more acting going on on this show than in anywhere most else. Yeah, there's. They're, I'm not learning any of the girls' names yet because there's a lot of them are gonna go. I, I remembered one girl because Monty mentioned her. Um, we, yeah. I, I like to pick, like, it's like a horse race. I, I, I guess Monty and I are pulling for Victoria F right now. I wish we could cue her I up. I think she I, was I one of the ones yet. who cried. Mm. So many girls cried. What are they crying about? Yeah. Nothing <laughs> has happened. You just met this guy. What? Are you? Yeah, like, they're instantly in love. Like, they go from not knowing this person to, like, I can't wait to spend the rest of our lives together. Bye. Peter just seems like a disingenuous slime ball with his like little brown leather jackets, his pilot leather jackets. <laughs> yeah, he does seem like a American yeah. psycho type. Like Something this. about him. I don't like him. He sends off my uh-oh feeling receptors. Um, the one girl, Kelly, who went up wrong. on the pl- I remember two names now. Jesus. Mm. Kelly, who went on the plane with him because she cheated in the wheelchair race or whatever the fuck that was. They were, they were rolling around. You remember. Yeah. And then the kind girls of. were all mad and saying, because you cheated in the game and now you got to go. And then she just yeah. says, I don't know what to tell you, which is, I thought that was a good response. All the, but women, her, all the women hate each other and can't even like pretend to get along. I think you'd get further in the show if you were nice to all the other women and you yeah. were everybody's favorite. And then you swooped in at the end and made him like, and made him fall in love with you. Just focus on him. Don't think about the other girls. Yeah. And yeah, they're so fake, it's hilarious. Everyone just... And the way they come over when he's having like a, a mini date with one of them, they come over like, can I steal you for a second? Yeah, embarrassing. That's and, embarrassing every time. Yeah, it's... You stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt! 
I can't wait for us to be the greatest love story ever told. One of them actually uh, said that. Do you have Wi-Fi up here? Because I feel a strong connection. Yeah. Remember that line? I don't, but that's gross. And then and there's terrible. a scene in the date with Peter where Tennille Arts, some band, country <laughs> band, comes <laughs> comes. <laughs> And in my mind, I was like, am I supposed to know who Tennille Arts is? I also left. Like, he introduced them. You could tell he was, like, forced to do a whole thing. And he was just like, and this is the greatest night of my life. Yeah. And we get to see Tennille Arts. And you could tell there was cool. just a written line. Like, he probably... He, I don't care how southern and into country you are. You haven't heard of that band. No. Um, one cool thing is the scene where they went inside that big building at, towards the end. And Hannah Brown popped out on the stage. Oh, my God. The building they were in is the nightclub I used to work at, Avalon. Ooh, that's fine. I saw the sign on the outside, so they clearly filmed that right in downtown Hollywood. That's cool. And it gave me a little bit of nostalgia because I had some – they've completely redone the place. So it, doesn't, it didn't look anything like that when I worked there. They, they renovated it the year after I left. But hmm. Hannah Brown sneak, yeah. like squiggling her, her way back in. and When she came out, everyone like freaked out. One of the girls was like – Oh my god, is this legal? Legal in what sense? Yeah. Like, huh? The bachelor law? I also laughed. One of the girls, when she was introing herself, or maybe it was in the middle, she was like, I have a dry sense of humor, and that's the only thing about me that's dry. Oh. It's just like... In oh. reference to her vagina. Yes. Inappropriate like, oh, for network television that your family is watching. Oh, Inappropriate. You're, you're moist, dear. If you're going to do that, have a podcast, and... You know, maybe have it for an audience of fifty like yeah. we do. And that's also, the, that's the move. He's like manhandling every babe. Like he's picking them up, putting them on like yeah. counters for makeouts. This is episode one, folks. Did Did I you was... read that he got more makeouts than any um, <laughs> other Bachelor contestant in history? Yeah, and that's the show's been on for twenty years. That's so. a fun segment. Let's have uh, fun facts like yeah. that that we can. Uh, is she forget. gonna drink in champagne with you? In her wheelchair? In her fucking wheelchair. Yeah, I, I, I don't like him. I don't like any of the women. This is going to be an interesting season. I, we may not make it through, neither of us, but we're going to try because it is the segment. It is on. Yeah. And we have, for the ladies, we're, we're talking about it. I think I should be the next Bachelor. You? All the babes get out of the limo and they're just like, I'm going to go. I'm going <laughs> to take, take off. off. <laughs> they forfeit and the show gets canceled immediately. The thing about it, they'd go for you no matter what. They'd all Ooh. say that they're in love, yeah. I think, just because they want to win. That would be and the funniest part. It doesn't matter who it is. It's, that's why like them, Peter thinking it's like he's the coolest cat on the block yeah. has nothing to do with him at all. And yeah, one of the babes like blindfolded him and then kissed him Ugh. to meet. I guess that was kind of cool. I appreciate the women she who take some sort hula. of initiative. I don't like the the big stunts. A lot of, There was a lot of talk about the windmill. Because he and Hannah Brown from Ooh. from the Bachelorette season notoriously made love four times in the windmill. They couldn't have referenced that more. They shoehorned that in quite a bit. Every girl brought it up. He brought it up. Four times Hannah in one Brown night. Brought it up. Four times in one night is too many. Yeah. Nobody wants that. That's something that people will pretend that they can do and pretend that they're interested in. And no. It's too many. And in the thing you mentioned at the end, when Hannah's there, she's doing like a reenactment, like with a windmill and like giving us the whole spiel all over again. Yeah, I brushed my teeth during that part. <laughs> it's like, we heard you. We got it. <sighs> I don't even believe it. Two uh, thumbs down. Yeah. And I also wrote the worst line of the episode. Uh, one of the babes said, I can already see your heart. Yeah, what does that even mean? Yeah. Doing, doing what? And they're all saying, like, I feel like I've known you my whole life. But you Do haven't. You? 
Because you, you talked to him about like pleasantries for like you one stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt for one minute. And yeah, I don't know if we'll do all season, but we I can mean, do it. We're gonna do our best, lot. folks. Yeah, we're gonna That's do our best. The but, batch, but yeah, the the sh- but it's a bunch of idiots. I know the best. It's time to take a stand. Yes. Um. Maybe wanna, we watch. We'll watch a little bit of The Departed. That's <laughs> yeah. really what all I was thinking about doing. Yes. I could watch The Departed. I feel off because we did the first part of the show, went to the movies, then did the second part. And now we're back. It's unusual for us, even though it's NBD. Oops, I I'm forgot so to set the timer. Ooh, Vera Farmiga. Her Roy. first appearance. Yeah. Is it? No, no. We had the dinner scene. Oh, yeah. Duck LaRange. We're, we're barely even started with this fucking movie, though. Look at, that's such a Scorsese shot. That fucking car blowing up. It's a shot just like that in The Irishman. Two pills. Do you why? Ooh, we're hitting a good scene. Why? Do you? <laughs> no, I'm asking if you lie. Honesty is not synonymous with truth. Yeah, you lie. <laughs> you lie. Is this Leo's Apex is Mountain? Some good to get Revenant, I guess. What, just for the fuck? Well, qual- well, that's probably his Apex Mountain, like, awards-wise, because he won, obviously. Mm. Quality-wise, DiCaprio, so I think he's been better than he My is favorite DiCaprio movie is The Aviator. Mm. That's a good pick. I like that movie His a lot. role in that, I, I think, feel, is pretty cool. I feel like that movie kind of gets uh, sidelined a bit. Nobody thinks about it. Nobody yeah. talks about it. And it has, it has like, seven great cast members, interesting storyline. That movie's crazy long, and it's good all the way through. Super long. I love it. I think that's on Netflix right now, yep. if you've never seen it. That's where I watched it most recently. Don't you love the juxtaposition of uh, Leo and Matt in this role? Yeah, sure. Uh, she, <laughs> as I struggle to explain, the uh, she has an effortless back and forth with Leonardo DiCaprio, but is struggling to even have a conversation with her live-in boyfriend, Matt Damon. Um, Even though they had so much fun on their first day with Duck around. You got plugs? Listen to Uncle to Uncle. Follow him, Night Openings. He has a new account on Instagram, Night Promoting, which has, uh, you know, fun behind the scenes movie merchandise. And uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Seasoned. And. Listen to the show, follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever else you can acquire it, and that's it. Riveting. <laughs> um, I wanted to give a plug to Mike Coleman, uh, my tattoo artist who did the Ving Rames tattoo. Thank you very much. And to my gal Lucy, uh, happy birthday, and I'll see you soon. Bye. And follow me on... Uh, I posted the Ving Rhames tattoo on the Enough Story, and you can also see it on at Ankner and on Instagram. And, you know, AnkFit, uh, I'm going to need as many of you to sign up for your free trial session as possible. It's that time of year. Let's get back in, in gear. Um, Riveting. Next week, what are, we, what, are we, what are we seeing? I'm, I'm going to see Underwater tomorrow night. Yes, I'm going to try to see that too because I think right. that's good. And, and for we'll, the show. We'll talk about that. Hopefully we'll have something else to talk about, not just Underwater, but worst case, you're hearing about Underwater next week. Yeah, there'll be something else. I don't know what comes out, but we'll figure it out. Have a lovely weekend, everybody. Also have a good one. Have a good. Bye.